0: No one cares about boxing. Tyson Fury, everyone had to look up his name. Everybody no had. And ever... guess what? Nobody had to look up Floyd Mayweather's name. They went nuts, but this is the reaction she should have gotten. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's legit. Daniel Day-Lewis, that's what that movie's known for. Not this other fucking name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's still a good movie, though best i just released the MCU's infinity saga whoops people
0: <laughs> should, be, should be careful five hundred dollars everyone dude,
1: 550 guess what i have my oh, oh, i have those movies already that's going to be the most expensive bonus disc i ever buy
0: uh, who are watching you
1: better pay through the court or pay according to the court order
0: where he's the real joker you should kind of treat that as fictional world and when he's himself, which is kind of clown makeup, or not the Joker look, that's pseudo-reality sometimes.
1: And
2: somehow Tuesday ended up being the day, the hour, <laughs> the,
0: almost a minute of this huge re- the wrestling industry being
3: revolutionized, man
0: hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to the brand new episode of the wrestling courts the first one of 2022 and we are approaching our 10-year anniversary of this show i'm yours julian Cannon. rob is not going to be on today but i got a good cast of panelists or characters whatever you want to call them first drew and second jd how the both of you are doing
3: i'm doing pretty good man i appreciate you for inviting me on
0: no problem how about you jd
1: doing good as well thank you for the invite too you are welcome uh also kev castle
0: will be on in a bit Uh, he told me he'll be on in another five minutes but Mm -hmm. the one thing is is that i'm i am glad that this year started off with a bang (laughs) do you all know that
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh it certainly did (laughs) yes (laughs)
1: definitely
0: you see I, i was going to wait till kev come here to talk about big so in fact maybe i will Yeah, I'll wait till he comes in, because there's more news that came out of that. But before I do, um, last week I made some predictions for 2022. Uh, Do you all want to hear them? Yeah, sure.
3: Go right ahead, man. All
0: right. Well, before I even go, did you two even make predictions for this year?
3: Uh, JD? Not really. (laughs) Not
1: (laughs) really. Not really. Not officially. Um, The podcast is on a little hiatus for right now until like maybe in two weeks. But no, I didn't like officially make any predictions uh, for this year. I'm just letting. I'm just riding the wave right now. It's too crazy. Right. All right. What about you, Drew?
3: Um. You mean as far as like personal or like wrestling predictions?
0: Anything in the wrestling world?
3: Um. I mean my. It kind of looks like the prediction I've been wanting for a while is kind of happening. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to like jump ahead or anything, but you know, the thing with Brock Lesnar and Roman possibly unifying the titles and you know getting rid of the brand split, which I've been saying for like probably like the last three or four years, and I'm, I'm hoping it happens because this brand split is just it's we, you you they were able to get away with it. You know, 20 years ago because they had so much talent. Now they really don't. So mm-hmm. they need they need to go back to just, hey, the world champion is the world champion for a reason. And the women's champion is the women's champion for a reason. And hey, these are tag team champions because they're the best out of everyone we have. And not just like, you know, you get a title and you get a title and you get a title. Everybody gets a title. You know what I mean? So
0: yeah. Yeah. I think. When I when you talk about the titles, I believe that they're gonna merge them, but have that, like how they originally had in two thousand two, where the one sole champion travels on both brands. Well,
3: yeah, well, yeah, they can still do that because it's just like you know, I don't think Fox or USA would have anything to worry about because you're still gonna get Roman on USA, you're still gonna get Roman on Fox, you're still gonna get Brock Lesnar on USA, you're still gonna get Brock Lesnar on Fox. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, it, I mean, it's kind of like the issue with AEW. Which again, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but not everybody has to be on TV, All right?
0: You know what I mean. We'll talk about A&W in a bit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I,
3: imagine, I imagine we will. Um, and then, uh, and then there's a few other predictions, but that's uh, that's for another conversation on this show. So, but um, yeah, that's really my only prediction. It looks like it's uh, coming coming uh, to the light.
0: I think I think more is going to come to light for this year. And let yeah. me start with my predictions because I've made them last week of Rob, but I wanted to also bring them up again since both of you are going to hear oh. them for the first time.
3: All right, go right ahead.
0: Not I will, but well, you know what? Let me go right now. So I believe that Sam Punk will have an AEW World Heavyweight Championship match. I uh-huh. also predict that Roman Reigns and a Rock will not happen at WrestleMania, but Roman mm. Reigns and Goldberg will.
3: Uh. Mm. Why?
0: <laughs> Gotta get Why? It.
3: Why? Julian? Why?
0: Do you want to see Roman and um <clears throat> Roman and Goldberg?
3: What's up, guys? What's up, Kev?
1: Hey guys.
0: Hey, what's up, Kev?
2: Happy New Year. Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy so. New Year to He's, you too. Can you still say that? Yeah, it's it's, it's uh it's uh before the tenth, so Happy New Year.
3: Mm-hmm. <coughs> Today's
0: Three Kings Day, so it's before the tenth. What is it? Today's Three Kings Day, and it's before the tenth.
2: Oh, is it okay?
0: What were you doing before you came on, Cap?
2: I was watching uh, Class Action Park. The uh, Class little- Action Park. Yeah, Action Park. It was a. Uh, I don't know what. Do you do you remember Julian Action Park? Way too young to remember it. Uh, it was a theme park here in uh, the New Jersey, New York area, and they listed the bo- most amount of injuries and deaths in the history of uh, amusement parks.
0: I oh got wait. Was that that documentary that just came out?
2: Yeah, it was on HBO Max.
0: I I have put it on my list, but I haven't watched it yet.
2: Yeah, no, that's something
0: else as a class action. park? No, it's
2: a crazy, people were decapitated there. It's fucking crazy. Yeah,
3: Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, action park. It was like great second fiddle to great adventure here in New York. <laughs> so, so, but a lot of people killed that they swept under the rug. So, I couldn't even believe it. I mean, I know so many people went there growing up. Okay,
0: uh, you know, Kev, what were some of your favorite action parks?
2: <laughs> some of my favorite action parks. Yeah. What do you mean?
0: Sorry, I meant um, theme parks.
2: (laughs) Oh no, just great adventure, but you got six flags. Basically six flags is great adventure.
0: You know, um, before you came on, I was gonna do my predictions for uh, 2022. I did that with Rob last week, but since all three of you are on, I want you all to hear them for the first time. So my first one, I said um, CM Punk will have an AEW World Heavyweight Championship match sometime this year. My second one is Roman Reigns versus The Rock will not happen at Wrestlemania, but Roman Reigns versus Goldberg will. My third one is AEW have one pay-per-view in the UK. My other prediction is another AEW contracted wrestler will appear on the Steve Austin podcast, and my picks will be either CM Punk, Christian, or Matt Hardy. I predict that Ring of Honor will return with a brand new name and vision. And branding. (laughs) So gone black and red and nude, something else, maybe multicolored like NXT 2.0. Would you like, would you all like to see that?
3: I mean, you know, times are changing and things need to change too.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. I said, just like Kofi (laughs) Kingston, once Biggie loses the championship, he will eventually head back to the new day. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I see that happening.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Probably.
0: Oh boy, and he and I made this prediction before the day one pay per view, so he already lost the belt.
1: I mean, I kind of figured that may have happened when I heard that Brock Lesnar is being added to the match. I didn't think that they would actually do it, but they did it. Yeah,
2: yeah, I think that I I think they needed to though. I mean, the, the now that they're it's coming out leaking out. Um, something that you kind of you know you need no further than eyes and ears to notice. Big E wasn't a strong champion at all.
1: I mean, oh, the no. ratings
2: were ratings were bad. His merch was not selling. Actually, I know that for a fact because I spoke to somebody who deals with merch. Uh, New Day merch sells all the time. Big E individual merch was not, <laughs> not selling, and uh, that's for a champion. That's not good at all. So uh, I, I just don't think he... I, I think he suffered from uh, first title. Uh, you know, kind of a a lackluster first title run. Same thing that happened to CM Punk, if you remember, first time Mm -hmm. he won the title. You didn't even realize he was the champion because, you know, Mm -hmm. so many other people had the spotlight at the time. Uh, And then Big E lost decisively on several occasions to Roman Reigns. Roman put him down easily. Uh, It it just, he looked weak. And I, again, I think it was, uh, they never should have took it off Lashley in the first place, who was a strong champion. Lashley, strong champion. So I don't get what that was. And you certainly can't say it was, racially motivated or they were trying to be PC, because bobby lashley is an african-american man so it doesn't make any sense so there were people like dancing all across the room about how what the motive was to put the title on biggie right away but no one looked at what was probably the obvious they just wanted a baby face champion nobody said that you know so it's like bobby lashley was a strong champion who got beaten pretty easily by biggie but they didn't really ruin Bobby Lashley. He still looks like a destroyer, and now he's fighting Brock Lesnar. So Bobby
0: Lashley came out great out of this, and Biggie mm-hmm. didn't, you know.
3: Right, and then the, when you and when my, my thing ahead.
0: with um, Biggie's title reign is, I was happy that he won a belt, but when you realize that he's lost match after match every single week for seven oh, weeks yeah. in a row, mm-hmm. you're over here like they did not book this guy right.
3: also one thing that kind of really bugged me about him was that. He would do this thing where he would give a really serious promo, and then he would end it by doing new day, sh- new day shtick.
1: Yeah, like, that annoyed me yeah, too. That is true.
3: Like he'd be like, "I'm a, I'm a whoop your ass," and then he just would start, you know, doing his gyrating thing he does. I'm like, dude, that was a good promo. Why'd you ruin it?
1: Yeah, and it felt always normally with stuff like this, the title chase is always more exciting than the actual title run. Um, I figured that they took the belt off of Big E because we're entering WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normally it's the hottest, ma- you know, the, whoever is the hottest Uh-uh-uh. is normally the champion going into WrestleMania season. And like y'all said, his run as champion really wasn't that strong. It wasn't really that memorable either. Normally mm-hmm. when we have, you know, a title run, normally there's, you know, at least a feud or something like that that's, you know, that you remember. And with Big E, it wasn't really... He didn't really have a feud like that, like we've seen with, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre or, you know, Roman Reigns and stuff like that. It was mainly like he just went against this person, that person, this person, that person. I mean, he did a lot outside of WWE with a lot of the interviews and stuff like that. But it just felt like it just felt like they forgot to really book their champion strong. And now with, you know, the possibility that they're going to unify the titles, it feels like that they, once they, they probably made that decision during Big E's run to kind of just make the belt look weaker. That way, when they do decide to unify the belt, still, you know, more likely you're going to go along with the um, universal title.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah,
3: not a bad idea.
0: Uh, going back to my predictions, um, I said last week that Belly will return at either the Royal Rumble, and if she returns at the Royal Rumble, I believe she will win it. Or mm-hmm. she will return at the first SmackDown after WrestleMania. Now, especially since we know Sasha
1: Banks is out. Yeah, I see that happening.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can definitely see a feud with her and uh, Becky at Mania. That'd be a good match.
0: Sasha Banks is out since when? <laughs> yeah, they announced earlier that she's gonna be out for the next um eight weeks. <clears throat> oh, I didn't to the... know, uh, t-
3: today they just announced.
2: Yeah, it?
0: yeah, they announced that about two hours ago. Oh, it's news to me. I mean, what's wrong with her? Uh, remember the injury she got last weekend at the live event. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, uh, they said uh, she – it's either her ankle or her entire foot. She's going to be off the shelf for the entire um, eight weeks. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, the Bailey thing will be uh, a
2: go-to for them. I wonder if Bailey comes back as a a fan favorite or a heel. though.
0: No, they can't bring him back as a fan favorite, especially with that gimmick she got going on. I
2: don't know. They brought Brock back as a fan favorite, and look how well that's working out.
0: I mean Brock
2: is Brock though. <laughs> yeah, but Bailey, like you know, it's kind of run the gamut as a heel and feud with everybody and maybe to be like throw a curveball and her come back as like a just a, a kind of a sharp shooting uh, sarcastic baby face. She doesn't have to change like her ding dong and all that so She doesn't have to change that, she just has to taper to being a babyface the way Austin still did what when he was a baby face, and they can still they could still uh, get around that if they need a strong babyface which I think they do because Becky is a heel and she's not getting the big round. Everyone's making like, well, this is not taking everyone still loves Becky. Bullshit. Every podcaster I hear hates (laughs) Becky, you know, from solo monster (laughs) to JD from New York, everyone rips Becky. She has no support from the podcast community. I don't know what anybody's talking about. I don't think anybody has said, Kind words about her her promos are mundane and boring and repetitive. She's not funny. She's not even a cool bad bad guy. So I, I don't know what support she's getting. So I think maybe Bailey can pull it off what Becky's trying to pull off. You know what I mean? So I'm not sure. And, and obviously, Liv Morgan is a weak uh, title contender, and and who's the one who just replaced Tony Storm? Naomi is, is too nicey nice. I don't know. And they still not finished with our feuding with Sonya Deville. So I don't know if she's going to unseat Charlotte. So I think Bailey's a, a great option to go to, though, for whatever they, they stick her in and do. But I can see her being like a sarcastic kind of jerky baby face. So why not? You know what I mean? Right. right. You yeah, know, all you got
1: to uh, do is put her against heels. And, it'll, yeah. yeah, that's all you really got to do.
0: You know, that those are some good ideas. Just <clears throat> some, I'm interested to see what they'll do with Bailey this year. Right. Yeah,
1: they're going to have to throw her on the title picture because they really didn't build up any you know strong contenders for Charlotte or um Becky Lynch so I guess they were trying to I guess they were going to go with Sasha or Bianca Belair but you know the way that they've been booking Bianca Belair as uh since she lost her title um she's not really that strong of a competitor either
0: Uh, let's see here, going back to my predictions. I said that AEW will have <clears throat> will have their Barclays Center or Hammerstein Ballroom debut. I also predict that Adam Page will lose his championship at Double or Nothing. I also predicted that either Undertaker, John Cena, or The Rock will be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame, and Batista will has, accept his induction from 2020 that he passed on. I predict that Big Cass will be the Impact World Heavyweight Champion, who is now W. Morrissey. I also predict that AEW will announce their first stadium show. X Pac will be a surprise entrant in the end of Royal Rumble. Ronda Rousey will return to WWE in 2022. I also predicted that uh, Bray Wyatt will go with Impact Wrestling and not with AEW. I also predicted that either Drew McIntyre or John Moxley will turn heel sometime in the summer. And the main event of All Out 2022 will be CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. Hmm. Anyone, anyone anyone that wants to object uh,
3: I mean yeah I can see that happening I would, I would prefer CM Punk versus Danielson but you know that's just me <laughs>
1: yeah I can see you, that Kef? happening
2: too Uh, there's a lot of predictions those are all going to happen within the next two weeks
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know with the way this year started I it'll probably happen within the next four weeks <laughs>
2: Okay. Um, I'm not sure about the stadium show for AEW. I mean, where would that? It can only be in two markets where they only sell tickets, which is in New York and Chicago. How many times can they go to Chicago? uh no. I I don't see them yeah. as strong enough to do a stadium show. I, I don't see that at all. I mean, Long Island, MJF's hometown, they did 8,000 tickets in a 15,000 seat arena. So I I don't know. You know, they don't really have the the muscle for that at all. I just don't see it unless it's in like a real contrived. You know, a, a real calculated plan with Tony Khan buys up half the tickets, which is probably still doing. Uh, and have it in chicago somewhere at a baseball like maybe a wrigley field or something and uh, what's and cm punk i still don't even buy is that popular there i think it's a lot of padded numbers and bullshit so i'm not even saying as an AEW hater i just don't see it i hangman page he, he's <laughs> lower than biggie on the popularity total he doesn't sell merch either so it's like i don't know where where the headline like brock and reigns headline the possibility of getting the rock uh, you know, the, the WWE can, is endless of celebrity people they can have involved. AEW is kind of niche. I, I don't, mm-hmm. again, a stadium, you know, you, what are you talking like? Uh, what a football stadium? You're talking like 70,000 people, AEW. I don't see it. Rob. I, I mean, I
0: said, sorry, not Rob, but uh, Kev, the reason I'm, I predict that is because. Well, you can Tony call, me, Khan you is... call me Rob.
2: You can call me Rob. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm Well, I, I, I'll imitate <laughs> Rob. Kev, I do disagree with everything you say. Okay, go ahead. Can, can I, can
3: I, can I, can I be Kevin? Yeah. AEW yeah. <laughs> oh uh, a- the- sucks. I hate AEW.
0: Can I? Can I be through Let me get a pillow. <laughs> oh boy. You see, the reason I'm predicting that is not <laughs> not because um I want to see it is because Tony Khan is over his fucking head at times. He would do that. <gasps> he would.
1: Yeah, I see him doing that. Yeah. I I agree that I don't think they have the numbers to do a stadium. Um, I mean, they've been doing pretty much a lot of small market, um, um, seating when they come to a lot of the cities, um, like for Philly, they decided to go to the Leacor Center instead of Wells Fargo. And we see that, you know, some, in some cities, their seats their you know, their ticket sales aren't as strong as it would be with a lot of the other, um, markets as well. I mean, they, they could do probably like maybe, you know. basketball arena in Chicago or something like that but I don't really see them doing a stadium I'd see him trying to do a stadium probably for all out or something like that uh for some one of the bigger named uh pay-per-views but yeah I don't think they have capacity to do it either and I like AEW you
0: you see here this goes to my next point they have no um mainstream stars in that main roster Mm-mm. And the stars they have, they only could cater to a niche, a hardcore base of uh, fans, not to the casual fans that's going to tune in and stay tuned in.
1: Yeah, they don't seem to really go after the casuals either. <clears throat>
0: yeah, they they clearly made that clear though. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
3: like mm-hmm. with the dem like with the demos, or it's just like you know, hey, we only got under a million, but the demos, huh? Yeah, huh? uh, eighteen thirty four <laughs> demographic, huh? huh. <laughs> uh, uh. uh, we don't care about those old people. We don't care about the demographics. Uh, uh, uh.
0: This this needs to be a Simpsons episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like okay, like like if you guys can guess, what's the highest rated television show right now?
0: Uh I on top of my head mm-hmm. I can't guess. Yeah.
3: I think I think it's like the Mass Singer or something. So imagine if the Mass Singer got AEW's ratings. <laughs> like Fox
0: Fox would cancel them.
3: It's like, but what about those demos? Who gives a fuck about demos? Bye. Go. Bye-bye. Go.
0: Oh, boy. You know, speaking about AEW, um, news came out yesterday that Marco Marco's contract is possibly expiring.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought to myself, okay, finally, they're getting rid of the freaking Circus Act show. Finally, they're doing that. Fucking finally.
3: Thank God. Thank you, God.
0: I know. I know. People were saying at the at the start, "Oh, he's a he's like a Spike Dudley." Well, at least Spike Dudley could talk. I've never seen this guy cut a promo in my life.
3: Yeah, Spike Dudley once upon a time was actually over. Like he actually yes. got himself over. Marco Stunt literally looks like a child. Like Trust he legit. Me. Like Spike Dudley looks like a. I mean, I think he was actually a teacher. He literally looks like a teacher, and he was a teacher. Marco Stunt looks like one of his students. Like. <laughs> And it's just like I remember the first time I saw this dude. He was having a match. I think it was like Jurassic Express versus the what the Death Triangle with uh, Pack and the uh, Lucha Bros. And he's in the ring with uh, with Penta, and Penta has to sell for this guy. And I'm like, okay, that's the last time I'm going to see this fucking midget. <laughs> like this is, f-. and then the fucking again the wrestling community like we talk about was just like all over this dude's ass like talking about hey give him a chance he's trying he works his ass off and it's just like like yeah yeah no no just no just stop just please stop
0: <laughs> you know that goes back to my second thoughts the first time I've seen him was in one of those dumbass battle rows that they did and I was watching with my lady and she was like this guy is so freaking small how why is he in there I she thought he was a kid
1: Jesus Christ Yeah, I thought he was okay when I first saw him. Like, I I tried to defend it. I'm like, well, you know, maybe when he hit people, it's caught by surprise. But then, like, the more that they had him wrestle, especially with Jurassic Express, it's, like, started to get, like, you can't really explain it. (laughs) Uh, You can't really explain it at all. Um, But, yeah, it's we're going to see people who are not going to be re-signed. And, you know, it is what it is. They have enough talent, really. You know, top tier talent to start getting rid of. You know, a lot of the people that they started out with.
0: Yeah, so they need to start doing that. Trim the freaking fat. Get rid of all these fucking circus hacks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What do you think, Kev? Uh, yeah. Well, that, that was gonna. They can't keep everybody,
2: and they're not gonna keep everybody forever. So they're gonna start unloading uh certain people Marco stunt is just the tip of the iceberg i'm sure there's a bunch of others that are probably going to be let go too i'm kind of really? surprised joey janela is still there surprised they haven't released him yet um was it peter avalon the other guy um mm-hmm. his lever uh, lever Le- 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 i'm surprised some of these people aren't gone but they need people for what the youtube show and the other three shows they have so they, they need bodies basically you know um but they're never going to get elevated to the main show, the Wednesday night show. So I don't know what they're doing. But yeah, Marco Stunt's just the beginning. I mean, there's going to be probably a bunch of people released, and then the AEW faithful will come to realize that it is a business. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: It's I don't think a, Leva you know, Bates you,
1: had rustled in a while. I yeah, a
2: they're still in the contract. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, just like when you saw WWE release people, I'm like, oh, yeah, that person's still there. Well, I haven't saw yeah. I haven't seen that person on there. Well, they, I guess they've been training, because uh, you always do a double take when you see these releases from WWE, and there won't be anybody who you've really seen active uh, too often. And they're like, oh, I didn't even know they were still there. Um, I, yeah, I think that's when the reality will hit. Like, oh, it's not. You just come here and you stay here until you
0: don't want to be here anymore. They they'll make that decision for you. Exactly. And now with these contracts that's coming up within the next month or so, the reality is sitting in. They need to realize, hey, we're, we're here in this freaking promotion and Tony Khan could play friends all he wants. But when it comes down to business, where, where's that conversation going to go? Exactly. mm-hmm <laughs> And speaking of um, the roster members, uh, Big Swole last week with the whole controversy between her and Tony Khan, I'm I'm mostly siding with Big Swole on this. Mm -hmm. And she came off another episode yesterday, 24 hours ago. And on the latest edition of our call-in show, uh, she spoke more about her experience in AEW, how she felt about President Tony Khan's responses to her diversity criticisms. Uh, Some of the highlights included this quote. When I read the Tony Khan tweet, it was not necessarily sent to me, but I got a text message saying, "Do not respond to him. It's not worth it." At that time, I was already a little zooted because it was about to be New Year's. I looked at it and I was like, "Wow, this is a lot." It was a lot to process to read, because sorry, between the lines. Then I saw the complete uproar about it, and my first instinct was, "Ugh, you know, you you turn your nose up at something? Ugh, what? Why would you?" you could have stopped right there and everything would have been goosey. <laughs> but to continue on, dude, you still had enough character to promote the match? Dang, I couldn't believe it. I went from that to disappointed. And she um, also said that Tony Khan did not apologize to her in public or um, in private yet. So it's ridiculous that a CEO or slash owner of the company did that shit last week on Twitter. And he's still not apologized for it yet. Like, w- 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 why are you hiding behind the freaking screens and having Leo Rush and Mark Henry talk for you?
1: Well, my issue with Tony Khan is that he is a fan first and a businessman second. And we saw that when he pretty much lashed out. That's not the first time he kind of like lashed out. Oh, we've seen it many times. On Twitter, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's concerning because it's like, you're not thinking like a business person. Like he obviously got emotional for what she had said. And instead of just taking the high road or something like that, or giving a politician type BS answer, he instead said, well, I let you go because you can't wrestle. And I don't know why he felt as though to say that because there are receipts all over the place of him talking about her wrestling talent and everything like that. And instead, you know, and then he started mentioning, well, you know, it's uh aw is um, owned by a person of color and they mentioned brandy Rhodes and stuff like that and it's like dude you could have easily just you know took the high road like yeah the the women's roster is diverse but there is issues with the men's division um the tag team division is you know there there's some diversity there but there is a issue with structure and you could easily say you know i'm deeply saddened that big Swole felt this way um I realized her, you know, concerns and everything like that. And in 2022, we'll be working on, you know, being a more diverse, even though we are diverse as is, we'll be working on increasing, you know, showing more diversity to come across on TV. But instead, he acted emotionally. And it's like a bit concerning because if you can act that quick emotionally on social media, how are you acting behind the scenes, you know? Exactly. And I lose money in that. I work
0: for a public relations company and he I thought to myself, this guy should have had someone else on a PR team to do to tweet that out or draft something up for him to uh, tweet out. Not that shit that he sent out. And he may have an opinion about her not being good in a ring. Fine. Fine. I, I thought that she wasn't that good also. And I said this months ago but I thought she, there's room for improvement, but for a CEO to, or owner to say that, no, that's not good at all. It makes you wonder, what does he think of everyone else that's on a roster? Um, that's not up to the level of Kenny Omega, the young bucks or everyone else.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, I could tell you that, you know, even in my profession, um, but two years ago at the club I worked for, Blackthorn, which is a pretty big club, it's closed now after COVID, but yeah, uh, a couple of years it was the place, the biggest rock club in Queens, and you know, we had a lot of national acts and big acts play there. And uh, I remember one time a bartender, uh, this girl Kim, she had led, walked off the job, quit in a huff, went on social media, and just laced into uh, ownership on uh, there, uh, just you know, just telling you know secrets out of school and just stuff that didn't do her a very good service cuz she hadn't been hired as a bartender since by any other club because they saw what she did and they are like yeah we're not going to have her do that time I'm going to hire this girl so she went on there and blasted it and the owner Nick hits me up and asks me to uh reach out to her and you know either get her to take it down or or edit it out you know certain things or whatever cuz he as an owner yeah. he couldn't he can't go on there and he wanted to badly go on there and tell Well, you know, what about the little episode we actually stole from us? And I gave you a second chance. You didn't mention that, you little tirade. Now, he (laughs) couldn't, and and he, if he said that, he would have got a big pop from the the community and said, oh, we didn't know that she's a fucking thief. And you gave her a second chance. Fuck her and her whole thing that she just wrote. So she got to be the good guy and, and healed up the club. But, you know, and I reached out to her her to take it down because I mentioned her, you know, the ownership gave you a second chance. And so, again, you know, like as a liaison, I reached out to her. He didn't want to do it. He wasn't going to take a chance that she would screenshot what he wrote her and then put him for the public. He's now dummy. But he even said in my position as owner of the building and the club, I, I can't go on there and do that with her. How's that gonna make me look? We have uh labels we deal with and advertisers and stuff. I can't say I'm not gonna say anything, but you know you can go on there and talk to her and advise her to to you know choose her words wisely because we can hold her liable for slander. So again, get some medium, mediator or someone in the middle who kind of can can deal with that, but ownership never should go tit-for-tat with an ex-employee especially if you have a certain standing in the community uh as an owner as a ceo as a company president it's almost unheard of that you do mm-hmm. that so i thought for tony khan doing that and then when he after he insulted he goes don't forget to watch rampage this weekend like I yeah, made like right <laughs> like so that made it even more dismissive you know what i'm saying that would be like if my, my the owner of my uh club we on and says well yeah you know kim such and such is a thief by the way don't forget next week we got uh you know warrant playing here you know it would be like <laughs> well, what was oh, that really? all about like, that was kind of that was kind of cringy so uh, again i i think that he is as jd said a fan first and there's too much fanboying where that niche audience is like he's like us he's not like you he was born into billions of dollars he's not like you Mr. makes Bailey $20,000 a year has to live with their wow. family because they can't afford to live on their own. Tony Khan has nothing in common with
0: you except you both like wrestling. That's where it ends. You know what the, I'm saying? That's where it just, ends. Kev, he was just like them. Then that means everyone on the entire Jaguars team would have agreed with him because they, that, everyone on that team also complains about yeah. him too yeah but that's where it ends that's where i think
2: the, the, that that where you're so overly and the aew cr- audience you guys know this too isn't it kind of downplayed how young they actually are i think the average aew fan in my opinion is forget teenagers forget even 20s i think it's, I think it's
0: 30, uh 24 to 30 i tried to,
2: to from my eyes and the people i argue with and other fellow podcasts it's 31 to 39 you know i it's mostly mid-30s guys <laughs> that i see Guys that I argue with, if their bios are real and their date of birth and birthdays are real, uh, you know, they were born in, in 83, 84. That makes them mid-30s. So, you know what I'm saying? I don't, they're not kids. I'm like, because people are like, okay, don't argue with this kid. Kid, he's 36. So it's like, you know what, kid? You act like I'm arguing with like a 17-year-old. Matter of fact, I never even had an argument with a teenage AEW fan. Most of the AEW fans I would argue with are on the cusp of middle age on the cusp and they're just fallen they're fallen wwe fans who are who are mad bitter like bitter ex-husband
0: bitter ex-wife that's what they remind me of yeah i don't i don't go with the arguments on aw i just press the fucking block button because i got no time for that exactly i'm kind of enjoying it
1: lately though. (laughs) it's interesting to read some of their takes it is
0: you see, it goes back to the um, diversity thing. They do have a lot of diversity on their roster, but um, how Big Soul should have worded it is that a lot of them are not getting pushes. Even though some of them are not ready for them, we don't see a lot of them on TV. I mean, how many times if you're watching this with your significant other or one of your family members, when you're watching AEW, they will point out how many white dudes are in the ring on all these freaking brawls. Cause this happens to me every time when I watch it with my lady or one of my cousins watching, asking me, he's like, yo, how many times am I going to see a lot of white dudes in the ring?
3: I mean, if you look at WWE, say what you want, but it's just like the past two world champions were black, Uh Uh, two black women, main event at WrestleMania, Their current us champion is Puerto Rican. And it's just like, they're, diverse like they're pretty much diverse as, as fuck right now and it's not like it's not like diverse and like you know we have to do it. it's more like diverse and like these guys are talented enough to hold this kind yeah of they're right, they're
0: ready for that spot
3: right and then AEW is just like you know we're diverse it's like okay where
2: well yeah it's true and and you'll see the people who are up and coming even getting pushed now everyone's talking about hook the white wealthy kid from long island just like MJF is another privileged kid from one. That's not a work. That's a shoot. I mean, no. uh, hook hook is a well-to-do. His father is a guy of money. Taz has had money for the last 25 years. Hook is under 25. He was born into fame. So again, it's when people think, Oh, this is a guy I can relate to. I was like, well, can you really, I mean, when someone's a, a child of privilege and a child of private schools and, and kind of a, a, a soft ride through life up until when they have to get into the workforce, I don't, I always find the funny ones. Oh, I can relate. I, I don't know. I think relatable is different to uh, what I feel I can relate to. So people ask me how I got to be tight with cross and it's not because I put him over his wrestling. We'll find out we like the same bands. We he comes from New York. We have kind of the same values. We think a lot of like he's a tattoo enthusiast. So am I. there's a lot in common there. I think if it was just, I like wrestling. Crossword, brother, give me the time of day. We talk about everything probably but wrestling half the time we do speak uh, about music and this new band that came out. And am I going to book this band? Blah, blah. That's that's relatable, in my opinion. I think people yeah. mix up what relatable is and like, you know, how I can, how, you know, like, you know, it, it has to be a similar background, but it definitely doesn't start and end with skin tone. Or with nationality you guys know that you guys are, are you know with people of color on the show right now you guys don't feel an obligation do you every time to defend someone who looks similar to you if you don't know them or don't agree with their values do you guys feel an obligation to defend them
1: yeah
2: yeah exactly I don't, you know what i'm saying like if they're not you're like I, I really don't relate to this person it doesn't matter i don't relate to a lot of italian catholics and i went to catholic school and i grew up italian irish neighborhood and I sometimes, I've told Julian this in the past. I mean, right now, my landlord, uh, I live in a mostly Asian community, and I couldn't be happier here. And where I came from before, an Italian household, they backdoored me on my lease. They did everything to scam me. I mean, my own people, so to speak. So I find that whole argument uh, nonsensical. I think it's, again, relatable is uh, your common interests, your values, and uh envisioning you being friends outside of this just being wrestling fans you know like i was talking before the only thing sometimes you have in common with another person in this Uh, iwc is that we're wrestling fans but some of us are a little bit more uh tend to get more unhinged over wrestling than others i use i watch wrestling for escapism and entertainment i'm not sure what some of these other people watch it for i don't know what what they're getting out of it they seem to get very upset about watching it i I find it like i can turn someone loses that i like i i I go and about my day and i really don't even think about it until i have to talk about it on the show Yes,
1: oh,
0: sorry, God, JD.
1: No, I was gonna say, like, same here. It's uh as far as with Tony Khan, I feel like you relate to him because he's such a big wrestling fan. But you know, that's pretty much where it stops. I mean, I uh I have to go to work every day in order right. to make a living. And uh, you know, if I need to take a uh if I want to go on a trip, I gotta save for it. So right. but yeah, it's um I don't know, it's just like it's this thing sometimes with some You know, wrestling fans, where it's just like, I guess they feel as though they need a place to belong, or something like. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, I I completely Mm. agree that you know AEW fans are a lot older because it's a lot of people who know about WCW, they knew about ECW, Mm. they know about the Indies and stuff like that. So it's a lot of people who relate to the names of a lot of the wrestlers that are coming into AEW. And, you know, remember more about what uh, they were before WWE versus people who are, you know, kind of new to everything. Uh, You know, kind of casually watching, you know, um, casually watching because um, with WWE, in order for you to kind of like know what's going on some of the times, you have to watch uh, the Young Bucks blog. Sometimes things probably don't make sense to you until you watch. Their blog, it's things right. like that. So it's not exactly for the person who just, you know, watches just on Wednesday and uh, Fridays. It's for, you know, everyone. So, you know, you got to really keep up with it.
0: The, uh, Jay Cargo won the <clears throat> TBS championship. I thought the entire time of this tournament was booked. I thought it was gonna be either her or Thunder Rosa that was going to win it. When this situation happened last week, it became a damned if you do or damned if you don't situation. But I knew she was going to win it the entire time. But holy shit, was that match terrible? <laughs>
1: <sighs> yeah, it really was. And I feel what, bad what, for a, her.
0: what a horrible showing for a first title match.
1: I know. And I really, I really like Jay Cargill. Um, and I felt really bad it feels like, cause I know that she injured someone before and it feels like um, not only that she was being very careful not to injure, um, not to injure, injure uh, Ruby, but it was like, she was like, kind of, she, she's not really good in longer matches. So when they give her these, um, you know, squash type matches, she's really good. But once they give her these, you know, 20 minute and things like that um like we've seen her do i forgot who she faced previously um that she was like no not red velvet I mean, it was in the tournament
0: um uh, was it nyla hold on was it nyla no rose? it wasn't
1: Nyla rose um it was where mercedes martinez showed up i forgot who she faced in that match
0: uh, hold on let me look up the brackets but go ahead
1: yeah, but she, that match went for a while. And with that one, that was, that wasn't the best showing of her. And it was people who was like, oh man, that was such a great match. I'm like, it was, it was fine, but you can clearly tell she's not that good in, uh, you know, doing longer matches. And, you know, it was, like you said, it was damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if they didn't give her the title, then, you know, a lot of people have been very upset about it. But if they gave her the title, it's like, well, like we had saw, well, she only got the title because of what happened.
0: Yeah,
2: well,
1: let's Which see. She, I
0: looked up the bracket. Uh, she went. <clears throat> it was. Uh, let me look up her matches. Uh, Red Velvet, Thunder Rosa, and yeah, it was Red Velvet. It was, it was either Red Velvet, or Thunder Rosa.
1: It was Thunder Rosa. Okay. Yeah, it was Thunder. Yeah, Rosa. it was Thunder Rosa. It, the match went for a good, probably like maybe, ten minutes or something like that. And, and here's the tell. here's the yeah. other issue
0: with um AW. Not every match needs to be a five star match. You don't need to start every single match. To, I'm trying to rank the Dave Meltzer system. I'm fine with a match that's less than ten minutes because everyone's attention spams is fucking all over the place these days.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's just like you know uh, what did Britt Baker say after she had that match with Thunder Rosa? She's like. I just wanted to get uh, five stars from Dave Meltzer. It's like, uh, Hey, Kevin
0: Ash said it best years ago. The marks are now in the business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really,
2: really what it is. I think I saw that Jade Cargill move when she had Ruby on the top rope and they yeah. were trying to adjust it. It
1: yeah. looked like it was
2: taking forever and it was so cringy and, uh, she Ruby, took the move differently than she probably would have took it from somebody else, but, you're right they gave they gave jade cargill the bell for the wrong reasons and i think that's going to probably blow up in their face and ends up hurting somebody she's not ready for prime time she's uh you know to me she's like a hybrid of china and bianca belair but mm-hmm. she, she doesn't yet have the the kind of the uh psychology down that china had or the ring savvy of uh bianca belair so i think uh, jade cargill is either going to get injured or injure somebody else i don't hope that i just see that coming too much, too soon. Um, yeah, and in a perfect world, Ruby Riot would have won it. No one would have said anything because they would have said, "quote unquote," she deserves it. Ruby Riot, you know, the, wasn't she the belle of the ball a couple of months ago when she left no. the WWE? Now because she's a white girl uh she would probably get uh, people not thinking rational people like us on this show nobody would even think twice about her getting everyone be happy for her but other people would use it as a, as a platform and a sounding board of uh you know some inequality and they'd. but what about again everyone likes to chant you deserve it but in this case uh jade cargill didn't deserve it because she again has not been around a long time you know let's remember bianca bel air was training for three years in the PC before she even got on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, she was she was signed a long time before that. Uh Jade Cargill's more of a female bodybuilder and I think Bianca Belair is much more of a superior athlete. But I'm only comparing the two because of there's been comparisons of them. Even though I see Jade Cargill in my opinion
0: more of a China than a Bianca Belair. Yeah. I see right.
1: her more as a China as well.
0: Yeah. You know, this brings up to my next topic. Uh, we got more WWE releases this week, uh, with the biggest being William Regal and Road Dog.
1: Yeah, I thought that was crazy. My biggest it's, question is, who is training these people now?
0: The PC still has a lot of
2: trainers. Brian Kendrick. Um, yeah. Dave, Matt uh, Bloom. Who's the other guy? Yeah, from uh,
3: Norman Smiley. Isn't
2: Robbie Brookside still there? Yeah, he's still um, there. Yeah, so I mean, uh, and what's her name? Uh, the, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Sarah, Sarah Del Rey. Ray. Sarah Del Rey.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I tell you, you know, if rumors are even come to fruition, I think Ciampa should get Regal's job, in my opinion. If they're looking for someone new and fresh and Ciampa doesn't want to go to the main roster or go anywhere else, they should give him a high position behind the scenes in
0: NXT. You see, um, what, Regal not only trained the people, but he was also <laughs> scouting everywhere around the world for talent.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: well but it's it's a it's a sad day but it's kind of um let's just say i wasn't too surprised because WWE is about to go to their q4 earnings in the next um week or two so i'm going to expect more releases
2: yeah i agree with you and i think that they are fine too I, I wasn't surprised here's the thing about that i want to say this on the show that everyone is making this like this the main component of what's happening here and you guys see this yourselves from tweets and maybe listening to other podcasts is that this is all to crush humiliate and dismantle triple h that it's not about business about what you just said um julian about uh, the earnings and 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 maybe possibly the company being sold at some point in 2022. That's just rumor mills, but it's all just to embarrass triple H. People have not even taken any other l- look at the grand scheme of things or what this could be, or, you know, that's the, so if that's the case, every time a franchise has collapsed the team, you saw what you guys probably saw. I don't know if you're baseball fans, but you saw what happened earlier on in the season for Chicago Cubs. They oh, basically yeah. gave up <laughs> They gave up and got rid of players, coaches, people in the office. And they basically said, you know, well, seasons a wash. Let's rebuild this team. And they started getting Cubs fans were outraged. But then they, you know, again, things calm down. You get new acquisitions. You get, oh, we got this player for next season. You calm down, take a step back. It's not all just about destroying Triple H. And why is he still in the family? How could he still be married to Steph? First of all, none of us know him personally. We don't even know what's going on. Maybe Triple H came so close to death with that uh, heart attack, we find out more and more that it was triple bypass surgery, that it wasn't a heart situation. It was major surgery, the same surgery that my dad had and almost died and was on a respirator for two weeks. So I, I know that surgery. So maybe it's, it's such a delicate health situation that they, they just have to get rid of this era and, and and Triple H is not gonna have this involvement anymore. And since he's not gonna have this involvement anymore, Let's do away with what he did because he's not going to be able to maintain or be part of that anymore. So he's not going to oversee it. His era is a bygone era. So let's just dismantle it. But I don't think it's done to humiliate someone who's actually still in the family, the father of the grandchildren of of Vince and Linda. People watch too many movies and TV shows like this is Dallas or Knott's Landing or Falcon. (laughs) But no, I mean – why would they? There's no reason to. They were so mad that they lost 26 weeks to AEW that they're punishing Triple H. That's not what it is. I, I one Triple H, one day will do a press conference and finally let us know what it is. And when he talks about, listen. I I almost died and I didn't die of a heart attack from a broken heart from NXT. I did steroids for many years when I was a younger man. You guys remember how big I was. I took growth enhancement. It fucked up my heart. I almost died. I can't handle the stress and pressure anymore. They had to dumb down my role in the company. That's why you don't hear from me. That's why I'm elusive. That's why I'm with my family. They're not trying to kill me, Vincent, and Linda, and, and Stephanie. I, I, he needs to really get out a, ahead of this. I guarantee you that this is all health-related and that Triple H can't come back in the capacity he used to be in because of his poor health. And this is what it's all going to be about. I, I just – I can't even listen to other podcasts anymore. People I respect saying such stupid fucking things. The 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 continuing burial of Triple H trying to kill this is why he had a heart attack in the first place. No, the reason why he had a heart attack in the first place is because he took fucking steroids and he almost died at the same age Ultimate Warrior died dropping dead in a parking lot and he didn't want to wind up like Ultimate Warrior. Okay, so no no one has examined this at all. Zero, not one podcast that Conrad Jason Solomon said, not one person because the better headline is. That this is done on purpose to humiliate Triple H. No one is saying, well, maybe the company's gonna be sold. Maybe there is something more to this. Maybe, you know, this is part of NBC or Fox's grand scheme. There's something more going on here. Uh, and again, I just I feel like we're part of uh, you guys like Star Magazine or like the National Enquirer. I, don't, I, I think our community is half work most times. I don't even know what to believe, like even making even arguing with people. I even start saying to myself, is this a goof between us? I don't even know. Is this serious? <laughs> this guy really hate me? Is it work. Is he going to write to me on the side and go, just play it up? I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I'm just. Again, I'm not. I'm not in the wrestling business. I talk about wrestling. I think other people think they're in the wrestling business. Yeah, I was, about to, I was just
0: about to say the same thing. Oh, just, because, like, yeah, just because, just because you have a blue check mark next to your name and you got maybe up to a million followers on YouTube or or Instagram or Twitter doesn't mean you right. are part of the business. You never took a freaking bump in a ring. You never had to train. You're just talking about wrestling. You're not part of the business.
2: Right. Exactly. And, and that's why. And I know that pisses other podcasters off when I say that. I know it does. And I'm just like, I talk about wrestling. And the reason I got a show is because I was able to articulate a few things, put some stuff together. People are like oh, he's a pretty smart fan. Uh, Don Tony gave in 2003, heard a voice message I put out about Davy Boy Smith's death. Yeah, I made yeah. a good I made a good analysis of it. And he's like, you want to be on the show? And that's how I I got on the show. I wasn't in the business. I never wanted to be in the business. I was a fan calling a hotline and made sense with something I said and something I predicted came true and I got a shot and that's how it went down. You know, so it's like, I didn't go to podcaster school. I didn't go, you know, I didn't graduate at the head of my podcaster university. You know, yeah. I took podcasting shop lessons and I took workshops for podcasters and, you know, did, did, uh, you know, uh, I did, uh, you know, I went to wrestling school, and I think people get mad. They're like, no, but us talking about the business, that's being part of the business. It's a part of it, but it's a fan part. We're not in the business that way, and I'm sorry if that's... No, a- we're not. Let
0: me bring up another yeah. story. Um, there there's a wrestling promotion in Staten Island called Warriors of Wrestling. Uh, oh, I, used yeah, to, yeah. I used to be part of the ring crew over there. <clears throat> oh, I didn't know I that. Never, oh. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, from uh, 2012 to 2014. Wasn't I was, Sonny Kiss part of that?
2: Yes. Oh, okay. Because I know somebody who knows Sunny Kiss, and he was in a band that played for me one time. And Sunny Kiss was supposed to come to the show. It was about like four years ago. And I can't remember the, the kid's name, but he was in a band and he was part of Warriors of Wrestling.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sunny Kiss was there. He trained there all the time. When yeah, he was yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> when I went there, it was always, "Hey, I'm um, do what do what I'm told. Don't act like you're um bigger than anyone else." I was like, "Okay, good, fine." I'll do whatever you guys want me to do. I don't care if it was setting up the ring or getting people drinks or whatnot, or going to the locker room, make sure everyone's okay. I'm, I was just there to freaking help. Does that mean I'm I'm part of the business or I want to be world champion? No, I'm just there to freaking help. So <laughs> when I was when I was there, um, one time I asked if I could take a back bump because I've never took a one before. Uh, one of the um trainers was like. Okay, you could you could try, and he told me how to do it. The first time I did it, I felt like I was in a car crash. I was like, "Yeah, I cannot do this."
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I understood why um, wrestlers go through a lot of pain. <clears throat> but does that mean I'm part of the business? No, I just um, I just did something that I thought I wanted to try. That doesn't mean that I'm part of freaking business. <laughs>
2: yeah and again people get like offended by that because they want a a, a sense of belonging and they want to uh be part of some sort of a group so but if that's the case then take both feet and jump in and really get in the business uh you know uh, just because so many people have podcasts now and, and again it's it's uh most know what a podcast is it's a it's a show talking about wrestling it's not talking about being in wrestling and i think other people try that's why what, I remember how frustrating it was for me, knowing this guy and hearing podcasters say things that I knew weren't true, like about, like with Scarlett, if yeah. you guys know, finally revealed that she was out for four months because she burst a breast implant. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, they're keeping Scarlett away from Cross. They're trying to break them up in real life. And, oh and I'm like, gosh. I'm listening and, and notable podcasts. We're not talking about like little schmuck podcasts, We're talking about people who have a lot of fans dangerous to, to spread rumors like that. And I'm listening to it. I remember Cross even talked to me, he even said, can you like straighten some of these morons out who are saying stuff like that? I'm like, dude, they don't listen. They think they know you. They think they know her. It's like, well, she's going to reveal on uh, the Renee, you know, Renee Young show why she was out. And it wasn't because they were punishing me and finger cuts, And he would just laugh about it. But he even says, you know, you, that kind of stuff is dangerous because, again, you're talking about real life couples. their real life situations, real life employment. And people just willy nilly just say stupid shit just to get clicks. And they put it in the heading of, of their shows. And I'm so, so glad that, uh, like, you know, now I do a mainstream show with Mish for Wrestling Soup every week that's in the mainstream. And I'll, I'm not buying it patreon wall and Mitch never false titles anything or you know tries to bait anybody with anything that he writes if anything he writes like humorous titles and stuff and you got to listen to the show to find out what we're talking about but what people will say did, did scarlet leave cross it's almost like we're working for like like mock newspapers you know what i mean like the, literally, literally the national Enquirer. Tabloids. yeah tabloids like i saw you know something about mickey james you know, has lost respect from the IWC for groveling, going back to
0: WWE. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't even know. know. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm also a freaking journalist, and I oh. I get ticked off every single time I see clickbait bullshit, whether yes. it's yeah. in wrestling yeah. or in the entertainment industry. Yeah, Mick, we don't even
2: know. I I have no idea how the Mickey James thing came about. Now I don't know if you guys heard. I'm hearing rumors that Nick Aldis might be involved in the Men's Royal Rumble, and mm-hmm. if that's the that would be fantastic. Now they have had people in the past from the NWA years ago. I remember one time they had the Great Kabuki in the Royal Rumble from New Japan. They had Antonio. And uh, uh, Tatsumi Fujinami they've, they've done this before in the Royal Rumble so it's not so shocking to me but the whole thing with Mickey is because of uh, Trash Bag Gate and all that stuff and that she would, you know, even though she forgave them, she'd never go back and work and I'm like Look, they said Zelina would never go back uh, with, yeah. the, uh, with the with uh, the yeah, online they, thing. She yeah, can not do they, it. Out. Guess
0: what? Guess what? Money talks. Bullshit walks.
2: Right, and they would say Zelina never going to go back, and she's going to go to AEW. I'm like, and it, again, it's just you're right. Beyond clickbait, I think it's just ridiculous lying. And uh, again, if that that's being in the wrestling business, I'm glad I'm not in it.
3: <laughs> same. Yeah, here. I feel
1: the same way. Like, um, even with people like. Um, notable people who was giving out rumors of, you know, this is what happened, this, Mm -hmm. that, and the third. And I used to listen to that until they were proven wrong. And I took a stand on my podcast. I was like, look, I'm not going to listen to these rumors, even if it's from people who are, you know, usually get the rumors right. Mm -hmm. um, Because, you know, we don't know what's going through people's lives. The Mickey James thing, I completely forgot about the trash bag situation um, until I was reading it on Twitter. And it's like, well, you know, it is what it is. I mean, even people who were very upset with uh with Selena Vega, um, that she was left off the September 11th show. And it came out that, you know, what she that Vince McMahon apologized to her. And, you know, from there, she, you know, became queen of the ring and people didn't believe that he actually apologized. Even yeah, because yeah, they have a it. they
0: have an agenda against Mick Vince. It's like always, yeah. oh, Vince is the evil guy. Vince is the bad guy, and Tony Khan, good. No, no. Some I, I believe sometimes Vince could be good, even though he's a damn um, lunatic.
2: Yeah, again, everyone has different relationships with people. It's like, just and just saying this as an example. And there's actually no problem right now. We're probably in better terms than we've ever been before. Like me and my former partner uh don tony B2. where someone would be like i like him better, so i'm not gonna you know I, kev's bad guys no dude i have a beef with him it's none of your business and you don't know me to have a problem mm-hmm. with me you know that doesn't make any sense if julian and rob had a falling out which probably happened any day now No, i'm just kidding but uh, <laughs> <if> <laughs> julian, rob,
3: I, I, whoa, whoa! I, I,
2: know, I know julian better than i like them both but i know julian a lot better so i'm not on team anyone but I would tend to maybe say, okay, Julian, because I know him. But I'm certainly not going to hate on Rob because I don't know what what happened, and I like him too. So I just, uh, you know, I take a. I hope you guys get it together, and I mind my own fucking business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't. There's no sides to take. It's not your family, so why do you have to take a side? They're podcasters, wrestlers, it's strangers. You don't even know them. I'm team this. I'm team that. Uh, team one how about just make an analysis based on actual uh, intelligence and a fair sense of fair play and and just be like an adult and don't say anything i think everyone always has to have a bad guy like you said vince is always wrong always the boogeyman always this and that i heard this i heard that but none of us know the man we don't do any of you guys know vince man i don't know him at all do you i don't know him. never met him i never met vince i don't know i don't know what he's like You know, he could be great to certain people. And just because he's an asshole to other people, maybe he's great to other people. I think everybody has that. I think, you know, uh, we were talking the other day. You guys know, of course, uh, Betty White passed away. Mm -hmm. I remember on a lot of shows, one of the few people that no one has a bad word to say about. You're probably right. And you know what percentage that is of few people? probably three percent of the population nobody has a bad word to say about it. Every one of us probably has a detractor, which right now if I said guys, the three of you in your head, uh can you probably name somebody who, you know, acts like they don't give an F about you who probably should. And we could probably sit here and have an hour conversation about it. They can even have our same last name. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. everyone's got everyone's got people that they have, can depend on. There's other people who, even though you're related to, you don't feel that close to. There's other people who think you're a villain. And meanwhile, all you ever tried to do was be cool to them. It's it's so select, and it's basically uh, if you believe total strangers' views on other total strangers. You know what I do with that information? I don't think anything about it because I don't know either party, so they can both go fuck off.
3: You know?
2: <laughs> Seriously, that's the way. I – When someone tells me I shouldn't like somebody, well, I don't really know that much about you, and that person that you tell me I should uh, shit on, I don't know him at all. So I have I don't even involve me in that shit. You know, I mean, Vince is Vince, but listen uh, everyone hated the owner of the old owner of the yankees george Steinbrenner. but he was he was a winner you know you know that julian the guy was a fucking winner you know so i think a lot of people don't like people who win at all costs and they like to make like again vince is like a movie villain like darth vader or, or you know uh, but listen if he was really that terrible and truly that you know uh you know just had no redeeming qualities he wouldn't he wouldn't be the guy he is today because no one would do business with someone who was like literally a, a Hitler. I think Vince is just a shrewd businessman, but that's, that's almost like every CEO and every company, to be honest with you, except Tony yeah. Khan, Tony Khan, cause he's a saint.
3: Yeah, um, and then, one, and then go
0: ahead. Got, got
3: you. I was going to say event, you know, piggybacking off of Kevin, you know, eventually it's going to come out. Something's going to come out about Tony. And, you know, the whole thing with big swole which is it was just the, Tip of the iceberg. You're going to hear possibly possibly some bigger names because I'm just going to say right now, I think Chris Jericho is going to come back to WWE a lot sooner than later, and you're going to hear stories about well, Tony didn't do A, B, C, and D. He was a little bit too markish or blah blah blah. And yeah, it's just that's just how shit goes, you know. It's like, of course they're going to praise them because they're there, but you know. Eventually there's always skeletons. That's the best way I can describe it.
2: Yeah. That's it's impossible to be loved by everybody. That's why the Betty white thing. Yes, she was up, but somewhere in Betty white's life, was a person was like? I don't think Betty's all that. Actually, she was quite rude to me one time. So that's you know that's someone has a bad day that can be their whole embodiment of what you're about because they had a bad interaction with you. You understand what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. well, wasn't a nice guy to me when uh, you know I walked into him and asked him for an autograph. You know he walked right past me. So fuck him. That's 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 any day anybody every time. no one is going to be 100 i haven't met a saint yet i don't know if any of you guys have but in my 53 years i haven't met a saint yet in life my grandmother came very close but i'm sure even in her day she had some detractors but other than that i never met a saint or a spotless uh a person with who's without sin without flaw so that's why whenever i hear something about did you hear such and such stepped out on his wife or this girl was cheating on her husband Yeah, and I don't know the circumstances. And guess what, we all know people who committed infidelities, and they're not in prison somewhere. It's quite normal. It happens all the time. And it doesn't change my opinion of them as a wrestler. So that's what people got to stop. They have to stop thinking that uh, everyone's got to be all things to all people. You can't support them. That's the case. You're gonna have no friends and you're gonna have no family.
0: Oh boy, yeah. going back to the Mickey James bit. Uh yesterday on SmackDown, they announced the first few members of the Women's Royal Rumble. Mickey James is one of them. Uh, the Bella Twins. We also got Kelly Kelly. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else was announced. Lita. Um, Lita and Michelle McCool. Mickey James is being the surprising one as they announced her as the Impact um, Knockouts champion. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty damn cool. I think that did um, as much for Impact than AEW's uh, Forbidden Door did.
2: Well, you know, even if they have an an embargo or some sort of trade deal with Impact. Remember, Impact and uh, NWA thing didn't work out so well with AEW. No, no, Uh, it didn't. Right, Mm. so I wouldn't be surprised. And people forget, I remember very well, because in 96, 97, I went to a lot of uh, WWF shows, and I always saw ECW talent there every time I went. So, and that, that was pretty cool. And, and, and at that time, WWE uh, was kind of losing to WCW, trying to do something different. I wouldn't be surprised if Mickey James brokered a deal with them to possibly not only use her, but like I said, if the Nick this thing turns out to be true, it's a rumor right now. Uh, but it wouldn't shock me if Nick Aldis was in the Royal Rumble, they announced the NWA champion in the Royal Rumble or one, or one of the other competitors or, or Trevor Murdoch or someone like that. No, would not surprise. And WWE doesn't have anything to impact has a lot to gain by that now they got no yeah. viewers and they got no real they got no real uh uh come from their deal with AEW. i mean the AEW uh, guys got to go on there and beat rich swan and beat all their guys um now is an opportunity for their guys their people to be seen by a lot bigger audience and the fact that they are advertising mickey james as the impact uh women's champion is major you know it's totally major because you could say well, Chris Jericho went on the podcast with Steve Austin. Not the same thing. That's yeah. an off- that's an offshoot podcast. Austin is not a in-ring active competitor. Mickey James is in a major pay-per-view focal point Dang. women's bout. I don't even know how people compare the same thing. Everyone wants to think they're a wise ass or oh uh, uh, hello. They already had outside people on WWE events. What about the Stone Cold podcast? You're comparing someone being on a radio
0: show to someone being in the <laughs> ring
2: at the Royal Rumble. It's mm-hmm. not even comparable. So yeah, the, so last, the last the last time
0: right. we've seen um, an impact the WWE partnership was about ten years ago. Actually, they have okay. Ric Flair back in WWE for a Hall of Fame to be inducted with the Four Horsemen in exchange for um, Christian appearing on um, right, right the Slammiversary pay per view.
2: Right, so there could be a deal behind the scenes, and I listen. Wouldn't that be great to see? possibly them using some some talent and maybe WWE can get something out of that maybe there was a deal with not only with uh the people over at impact uh but with maybe uh, billy corgan and maybe they can work something out Scott the more you know, yeah scott the more making maybe vince found it appealing or bruce pritchard found it appealing look the aw thing was disaster for this group and now maybe let's leave the WWE. maybe we could do a little bit something with these people here too nope. they they have some name. And listen, they, remember, they got the, the rascals who are now um, uh, uh, a- a- MSK, MSK from there. So maybe Bruce or Vince or, or someone say, so, you know, maybe we can have a farm system with them. The way we utilize people from ECW and made guys like Rob Van Dam and stuff, mainstream people, Al Snow. Maybe we can do something with them. So I, it's not officially it's just rumors. A lot of rumors flying around. Some people, by the way, this is without merit. So you guys know this is not true because I heard this. Mickey James is not uh, already going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's why she's back. There's not even any people have just floated that rumor. I don't know if you guys heard about that, that she's. Uh, I, saw that all, I saw that all day. I don't think
0: yeah. that's true. No, no, it's yeah, not I
2: true. It's, it's, true. It's, it's, it's not true. It's not true. And uh, see, so <clears throat> I think it's more I, of a trade embargo. And I think Mickey James might have brokered it. I think she might have been the person to convince them use some of our talent, put me in this thing, or maybe we can help each other out here. And listen, the, the, the impact has everything to gain. And WWE really has nothing to lose by helping them.
0: They don't have anything to you lose. What are we lose. The next time I believe that they're gonna work with each other is when they have AJ Styles um there doing something. It doesn't have to be in ring. It could be so cool. up there and be on the mic for some reason why not look he
2: went down to NXT to do that maybe that's where AJ Styles is at at this point in his career and AJ Styles I think has no intention on going to AEW he likes being in WWE I think he's a lifer uh you know everyone just assumes when these contracts are up I think Kevin Owens shut a lot of people up uh Sami Zayn I think isn't going anywhere either when his contract's up I think the the days of you see here's the problem a lot there's you got to get in a line with a lot of other people now in AEW and there's quite a long line. So anybody's contracts coming up now, uh, they're not going to exactly going to be like, well, wait a second, I got to get behind punk Danielson, hangman page MJF. Now, now I think fucking hook is going to be above uh, some of these star established stars. What's oh, that 15 people. Yeah, down it, got, the line? it
0: goes back to what I said before. AEW needs to start trimming the freaking fat, get rid of all these fucking circus acts yeah get rid of and again wba has nothing to lose by helping him because everyone thinks oh
2: vince will never put over i'm like it's already been done when they announced her as the impact women's champion they have already well they talk about the fourth wall or whatever but pulled the curtain back but this is this curtain has been pulled back in the past people just select forget their history and like oh but kev that's because paul Heyman was friends with Vince McMahon. So how do we know that Bruce Prichard is not friends with any of the guys behind the scenes? Or, you know, Billy Corgan had been uh, a notable presence at WWF shows 15, 20 years ago when Smashing Pumpkins were actually a famous band. He would be in the the arena all the time. So he might have kept good ties. Uh, Again, people just want to assume uh wwe are such bad guys that they cannot get along with anybody and they don't acknowledge anybody and they are an island onto themselves and no one else exists i don't think that i think they uh will acknowledge someone if they see it as a good business thing and i again if it comes out mickey james actually had a meeting with stephanie vince and this and they not only came to the conclusion of mickey being there but perhaps having a talent exchange Maybe you're right. AJ Styles could end up doing something with Impact. From your lips to God's ears, as they say, that can maybe already be in the works. So I think this is exciting. I'm actually think this, this is an exciting. Uh, you guys think the same thing? I think it's it's the, the possibilities are great.
3: Yeah, Kev, like I can just um, I can always, I can picture Nick Aldis showing up on NXT to challenge uh Steiner.
2: Oh yeah, I can picture that too. Like, I can like totally, that'd be, that, like that'd
3: be fucking cool. Or Moose, Moose can show up, or Steiner can show up on Impact like that. That'd be something I want to see. It, it, that intrigues me. Not gonna lie.
2: Deanna Purrazzo, Rosemary, mm. I think, because people are like Deanna Prazo didn't leave on good terms. Though, baby. How do you know? Who, who's that? <laughs> uh, again, well, well, all these people didn't leave on good terms. They seem to be back. So uh, I don't even know what that even means anymore. I mean, uh, again, I think uh, maybe because in fans' minds, when you leave, a, if they had a job, when you leave a job, you can't go back and uh from what i know you can always go back unless you committed a murder rape or arson you can always go back so i I don't know what they're talking you had an argument and called each other names you can't go back i mean uh, again i don't know what world that is where there's no redemption i i I don't again i don't want to live in that world no you have an argument with someone so it's beyond repair why it's it's wrestling it's it, it makes total sense to uh, and I think Chris Jericho will be back in the WWE. I think, honestly, Daniel Bryan, three years from now, will be back in the WWE. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw. The only p- the people I don't think you'll see in the WWE are the obvious. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Cody, mm, who knows, maybe yeah. down the road he can maybe be there. Um, but the obvious. But everyone else, I think it's all up in the air. Uh, money talks and also being on a grander stage. Across even said – on the independence, everybody's dream is to work a WrestleMania or a major WWE pay-per-view. Everybody. It's not not like, oh, just a couple of – no, everybody. And and that's why he's disappointed he never got to work a WWE pay-per-view because he worked NXT, obviously, in Main Evented, but he never got to work one of the big four. So that's always – that's a bucket list thing for a lot of wrestlers.
0: You know, I think Croft will be there with, back there the next few years. Oh, yeah, that's why he's not going to burn bridge. He's got a new
2: interview coming out with Chris Van Vliet, on uh the 11th and a couple days and they're they're putting little bits and splices on there and again they showed some clips and stuff like that but he even said when he does that he's not stupid enough to burn and he doesn't want to burn bridges and he's really not that mad about it anymore and 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 again being shocked and mad are two different things and i think when you also see the fact that hey i can go back there He's not going to be stupid and burn a bridge like other people have done, like the Chelsea Greens and stuff who just can't keep the stuff from saying something stupid. Uh, I think you got to be calculated with stuff like this. And you should learn from other people and say, you know what, I'm going to conduct myself in a professional way. This way I keep all doors open because I see that anything, literally the WWE motto of anything can happen is totally true.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited about this impact partnership. I heard about it. After um, Mickey James was announced, um, I was hoping that she would have been a surprise. I think that would have been a great surprise. But I am interested to see like how far this partnership with Impact will go. Um, if they're going to send you know WD wrestlers over there to kind of like you know put more eyes on it and to really see what happens with Impact after this partnership, because with the partnership between Impact and AEW. Um, it was mainly AEW guys going over there and, you know, winning the belts and stuff like that. It really didn't help Impact's numbers as much. And I'm interested to see this uh, partnership with WWE, what will happen from there. And, you know, like you said, you know, people leave jobs, they come back, you know, all the time. And as long as you don't really like really burn a bridge, you know, I don't see why someone would um go back like with a lot of these releases my main thing was not was we not taking advantage of the profits that they can take from a lot of these wrestlers versus you know not using them to the best of their ability and then seeing like okay you're not making money for me and then just letting them go versus not doing much with them and then say well you're not making money for me and then let them go right um i am very interested to see like uh what, what what WWE is going to do for impact and what impact is going to gain afterwards. Cause you know, from some of the shows that I've seen like there's potential there, um, but it's just like, they, they need help, you know? Um, I don't know if they have like a major TV network or something like that. Yeah. I normally catch all their stuff uh, when they stream on Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And um, I'm just hoping that I, I hope Impact does well because I feel as though the more companies that does well, the more opportunities there are for not only wrestling fans but for wrestlers as well. I love the fact that you know WWE isn't the end all be all. That if you were let go from WWE there's nothing that you can do. Like, I feel as though, you know, if you let go by WWE, go somewhere, make a bigger name for yourself. Like we see what happened with Drew McIntyre. He was let go. You know, a lot of people wasn't really crying when he was let go or anything like that. He went, made a big name for himself, came back to WWE and he became champion.
2: And he's still in the mix. And uh, there's one other person we're forgetting about that has a major connection to WWE and Impact. And that's Joseph Parks, Abyss it mm-hmm. works uh backstage Lots that's of right
0: forget yeah. that he's yeah, a they he's just a... uh picked up uh pity williams as well now
2: yeah he's a major he's a major guy backstage and perhaps he uh, again this nothing has come out yet and here's the thing uh jd about the it would have been a great surprise now and i think it's a tell tale thing that they did announce her and announce her as the Impact Champion because there was some yeah. sort of deal. To keep it secret would have been a one-off and meant mm-hmm. that it was just a one-off. There was no reason to reveal. The fact that they revealed it and advertised on their TV under her name, Impact Women's Champion, there was something to that. And I don't think it's reading too much into that. A surprise thing would have just been a, oh, it's a surprise, like the way Diesel was in the Royal Rumble. Like, oh, you know, right. James back, great. But the fact that they did a preemptive strike on this letting people know that the impact women's champion is going to be there. And they're like, it's making people all kind of now, right. A lot of people like us are like, it's gotta be something going on with impact and other people are taking, or, or what they got out of the story is the woman whose stuff they put in the trash bag is groveling back to WB. That's, that's not the story, morons. The story is impact possibility of some sort of deal that's done here that we have not yet heard about. That's impossible. Vince doesn't acknowledge anything else do you how long you watch WWE? exactly <laughs> ecw <laughs> and also do you remember when also you guys maybe to your well, little kids watching it but you guys remember when there was a smoky mountain trade with uh with the wwe with jim Cornette? remember mm-hmm. when he bought the heavenly yeah. bodies and stuff you guys remember that yeah, so there they was did. a yeah, so. right there was an ecw embargo there was an nwa embargo with the rock and roll Express, and then there was a smoky mountain embargo so this has been done before so again I don't know if, you know, part of being uh, the prere- prerequisite of being a podcaster is to only know stuff for the last 15 years and pretend nothing <laughs> else happened. But but I don't understand how research, because, oh, Kev, no one remembers that. I'm like, uh, anybody else who does analysis for sport, can you imagine announcers talking about uh, the Yankees, and then they bring up, you know, Don Mattingly, Dave Winfield, these old guys, nobody cares about those guys. You would be like, did, did he actually just say that nobody cares about the past of this franchise of, of the past is what cultivates the future and what kind of sets the sets the path. Of course, you have to know about the past, present and the future of a company. when you talk about it. I, I just think it's insanity when people dismiss. No one remembers that. Who are you speaking for? Are you speaking for yourself? When you, I, I've never spoke for an audience. I always spoke for myself. So it's always funny when someone goes, nobody remembers when Smoky Mountain. Someone told me that the other day online. I was like, no, you don't know because you're not a educa, fully educated fan. That's speaking for you. Maybe your two or three friends that you have are dismissive about that, but it actually was an important part of the history of the WWE, you know, and Jim Cornette, if you remember, went on to manage Yokozuna and Jim, uh, Owen Hart, he, Jim Cornette had a three-year stay there after that. Yeah. So uh, again, ask Jim Cornette if it didn't mean anything, and he'll probably curse you out and block you. Yeah.
1: of course right, well, there r- was the rumor about um, them Park trying to partner with New Japan as well. So. Yeah.
0: Wait, you mean in the nineties? Because I remember they
1: part oh, of all Japan. recently. No, oh, recently. Recently, 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 yeah,
0: recently. Real quick, before we go, um, we're in two thousand twenty-two, and twenty-twelve was ten years ago now. So I want to go back real quick and talk about a few things that happened that year. It started with, um, the first thing that happened twenty-twelve was Chris Jericho returning to WWE with that damn um glitter jacket. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that was such a hor- horrible fucking return. He he trolled the audience and did all that kind of stuff, and then he feud with CM Punk. Then we got um the debut of Ryback. That's coming up. The 10, ten years ago was the debut of Ryback. I uh, kind of I I remember when um he was first coming up to the main roster. You and DT live on Monday was going back and forth about the comparisons between him and Goldberg. Holy <laughs> shit, that was some. Um, times for me to be in a chat room when I was there.
2: (laughs) Uh, I can't believe it was 10 years ago. Yeah, it was 10 years ago.
0: Uh, Also, um, early on in the year, they announced that Raw 1000 would be in July, and that from that point on, Raw would be three hours every single week.
3: Yay.
1: (sighs) That was was 10 years ago?
0: 10 years ago. Jeez. Oh, my God. CM Punk was still WWE champion, and he did not get a main event on pay-per-view until SummerSlam of that year.
3: No, it was uh, Night of Champions.
0: Uh, Wait, sorry. Yeah, it was Night of Champions. That's right. That's right. Against John Cena. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You know, I'm still baffled by his uh, run as WWE champion because he was a champion, but he did not get pay-per-view main events. That still baffles me.
3: Even even John Laurinaitis got a pay-per-view on No Way Out of her. Oh. <laughs> Impact
0: Wrestling. Impact Wrestling. They started the Aces and Eights storyline, if you all remember that. Oh, I hate it. I make fun of that
3: every week. A- Aces, <laughs> in, uh, Aces and 0.8s, like uh, DT would say.
0: Dude, every time when they came on, me and my brother kept making fun of it because they kept ripping off Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah that was poppy yeah sons of anarchy was really popular too 10 years ago at this time wow i mean it, it just it uh definitely flew by it's a, yeah it's amazing to me i mean how uh, you know because usually a decade a lot changes so i would say a lot change i mean if you look even the roster of the WWE 10 years ago you name ryback cm punk all those guys they're all gone you know most yeah. of them like who, who's still here from that roster like jack swagger they're all gone from WWE because jack that was jack swagger's time too about 10 years ago right or well, was that yes. a little bit later? No,
0: it was that time. Uh, it was 2013 when he started to get pushed. Was it 2013? Then, well,
3: well, he became the champion in 2010 when he won money in the bank. That That's maybe. right. Wow.
0: Yeah, that he, was even- yeah, he lost, yeah, he lost it quick after that. Jeez. Oh, my God. But Impact in the Hogan era, I would say 2012 was their best year outside of Aces and Eights. Well, for Impact, you think? Yeah, of the Hogan era.
2: Well, well, you know, it's funny. Another piece of news you guys probably know about, too, that might be telling, too, is that Tom Phillips is the new announcer for Impact.
0: Yeah, oh, he
2: that. is. Yeah, I Tom, Tom yeah. Phillips is the new announcer for Impact. Did they get rid of Josh? They fired him? Or, no. Or, no. No, they got rid of uh, Matt, Matt Stryker. Uh, Stryker. Matt Stryker, right? They got Tom and replaced him. That's right. So that's interesting. And who knows? Maybe WWE brokered that deal because they laid him off, and maybe there's something to that. So maybe all these things are kind of telltale signs, but... Yeah, I mean, who was the announcing team back then uh, 10 years ago in Impact? It was Taz and Mike Tanay.
0: Taz and Mike Tanay. The
3: yeah. professor.
0: Is Mike hmm. Tanay still in wrestling? I don't think so. I haven't heard his name in years. Yeah. Well, it's also coming up 10 years ago in April was the return of Brock Lesnar from UFC.
3: Returned yeah, I
0: remember back that? Back to WWE. <clears throat> oh, wow, that was 10 <clears throat> years ago, too. Jesus. Yes.
3: Also, on that same night, the debut of Brock Lesnar guy.
1: Ah, oh yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> the, the guy that seems to have a lot of money because he's at every fucking show.
0: Exactly right.
1: Seriously.
0: What else? What else? What's also coming up is the ten years ago debut of the Shield on Survivor Series 2012. That's right. Yeah. And then after that was um, the debut in the Barclays Center of their first match, which I was there for. Oh, you were there for? Yeah, I was there.
3: That was a fun match.
0: I haven't
2: been to the Barclay Center yet. I mean, I work near there now, but I haven't been inside the Barclay
0: Center at all since it's been constructed. It's awesome, man. You need to go there one day. You need to go inside there.
2: Yeah, the one point, I, I will eventually go there one day, probably you know, within the next year or two at least.
3: And from what I hear, uh, you might even be able to join the show.
2: Oh, for real? I don't even know. <laughs> Over
0: on a Ring of Honor side, uh, Kevin Owens, back then Kevin Steen, won the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship on WrestleMania wow. weekend. Kevin Steen. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kevin Owens. It's crazy to think 10 years ago all this happened and WWE was still the shits at that time.
2: Yeah. I mean, 10 years ago, I was a young man of 52. So that's uh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Drew is only, Drew, you were five. Oh. five and a half okay
1: <laughs>
0: and then speaking of our ride back they cooled his freaking jets down quick when he lost to CM Punk at Hell in the Cell the same um, weekend where Hurricane Sandy happened hmm. yeah that, that I don't remember yeah that I remember well Ugh, Hurricane Sandy that was terrible
1: it was
2: yeah i mean i wasn't where i was living wasn't affected but everybody i knew in my everybody else was affected i was in the middle of queens i got hit the least hardest but everyone uh else around me was like uh destroyed and obviously dt's family's house got wiped out i mean yeah i was probably at the the, the, for once in my life i was at the right place at the right time for my for my own self and and insanity but everyone else around me and all my friends and people i work with the club i work with, was all destroyed
0: Dude, yeah, um, my good time. my basement got a bit flooded that that weekend. Man, it took a long time to get that water out. You just got it out the other day, right? I took two days because um, <laughs> <laughs> it took two days because um, <laughs> our landlord at the time was living in another state, so he couldn't oh, arrive there yet. Oh man, yeah, that's I I just had a flood the, the other
2: day. I just had a flood the other day in my house. No joke.
0: Oh my god.
2: Yeah, a couple of days ago, but I got cleaned up in twenty four hours. My Landlord was present, got even told because I thought I was gonna have to move out of my house for like a week while they took care of it. But I, I not only did I have to move out, but they got it done within a day. I mean, literally, my apartment's probably never looked better. So I mean, it's, uh, I learned that having a landlord on site and someone who was determined to get the job done, uh, you can't ask for anything better. So I think I'm going to live here forever.
0: Mm. See at That's that time good, also uh, what happened after that was we seen lines and lines at gas stations of cars man literally waiting hours yep. and hours for that yeah. yeah round the cor-
2: round the corner from me is a, a a gas station a savvy station they call it and that a line that stretched down my block and all day long you heard beeping horns and screaming people. Oh it was like, I, I, yeah, I live off the corner of a service road, second house in off the block and you can hear everything that's going on off that service road. And I remember just going outside, I'm like, what? Uh, you, you, I thought like Metallica was in town or something. I mean, it was really, <laughs> I mean, you never saw a line like that and it was just never ending. And that was more miserable than the storm itself. Cause for the, for those two weeks, that was more miserable.
0: Also coming up from ten years ago, Jerry Lawler had his heart attack live on Raw.
2: Yeah, I saw that clip yeah. not too long ago of him, like, uh, like when he was like, sound like he was sleeping. It was
0: really eerie. <clears throat> Dude, that was an eerie day because I, at the time when that happened, I was watching the Raw and I was on the phone with one of my cousins. Then I paid attention to the crowd looking towards the right. I was like, "Wait, what the hell is going on here?" Then I found out that he had a heart attack.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, that that was just crazy because uh, he had had a match, though, right? Didn't he have a match before that? And he went back to the desk, right? He had an, an yes. angle in the ring.
0: It was an yeah. angle in the ring. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: It, so that, I think
3: I think he was in a tag match with Dolph Ziggler, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah. Who was it? Do you remember who
0: they were fighting?
3: I think was it, it Jack Spiker? Uh, was, was no, Jack no,
0: that, no was, uh, it was an angle. And then after that, it was a tag match. It was um, Team Hell No versus the primetime players. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah okay that was a, that was a scary day it really was yeah a lot of this shit from 10 years ago everyone thought that 2012 the year would end
3: <laughs> and uh <laughs> yep. and and like not too long after that that was when he came back and see him punk just cut that promo where he's like i'm glad glad you had that heart attack because then i would have had to kill years i'm like that. oh boy <laughs> and then paul Heyman faked that he had a heart attack on tv <laughs> You that know, that good. actually that
0: actually got the most disgusting promotional tactic award on Observer that year. Really? Did it? Oh. Yeah, it did. In 2012. Unbelievable. But yeah, that's 2012, everyone. Uh, thank all of you for joining for the show today. It was a freaking blast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Thanks dude. for inviting me. Absolutely, man. Thanks. You are welcome. Uh, go ahead and uh, plug all your stuff before we get the hell out of here. <laughs>
2: You guys go for it. Uh, JD, you go first.
1: <clears throat> All right. You can find me on Twitter at jd c one three seven. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at Russell Bread. Um, like I said, the podcast is on a little hiatus uh, due to personal personal situation, but the podcast should be coming back in two weeks. But be sure to follow me on Twitter to uh, find out when it comes back.
0: Nice. Uh, go ahead, Jer.
3: Uh, yeah, Drew Yari's show. You can find me anywhere, uh anywhere that podcasts are put out. Um, I just did a, a show recently, so you can listen to that. I also have a Patreon, uh, just five bucks a month. You get new and original content. I do three different shows. I do one with Jeff Lippman, which we're doing tomorrow. I do one with a fr- good friend of mine named Little RJ, the Brooklyn Savage, and I do one with Ruben Prime. Uh, it's called Worst of the Worst. We review bad movies. And we're supposed to be doing something on Monday. I need to get with him on that. So, yeah, just five bucks a month on the Patreon. It's a pretty good deal. And uh, my social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook doesn't change. True Yard Show. Up, so, not hard to find.
0: No, I got a quick story real quick um, because when I interviewed Rob Van Dam at New York Comic Con, the guy on the table told me, I bet you Katie and Van Dam would not remember that the interview is happening today. And I was like, okay, because I already spoke with them before. So when I came on the table, she brought me over and then the interview happened. But anyways, that's a longer story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiot. Go ahead, Kev
2: uh what am i doing these days uh i work at a uh a hardware store no, i'm I, uh i'm on uh what am i on? i'm on a couple of shows well i'm on wrestling soup now i'm the third man of wrestling soup miss gave me permission to plug myself as such uh, i was wondering why i wasn't doing it already i was like i wasn't aware i could uh so i'm on part of wrestling soup now we do a show every tuesday sometimes wednesday it gets uh dropped right away on spreaker iheart uh, it's it's wrestling soup it's part of wrestling soup it's not even like a, like i said some offshoot show at a different name but right now it's just a wrestling soup segment for the mainstream show and that's every week you can find that on Spreaker and iHeart it's me and Mish uh co-hosting it together and i do uh an entertainment and kind of pop culture social conscious show with uh Castle and Chickie's podcast adventures uh, the only non-wrestling thing I do, but you know, sometimes we drop some wrestling stuff, but very rarely Uh that's on Spreaker and I heart two new episode drops every Wednesday. Just had an episode drop a couple of days ago. Uh And I also do for Patreon, still with the DTKC Patreon. Yep. Still with it. Uh Castle Chronicles and K and T Chronicles. That's every Thursday at 10 o'clock on discord. We do a live chat. That's a lot of fun. And I, I, I love doing that show at this point. So, I mean, I do that more for fun than anything else. And, uh, so, yeah, I've been uh, pretty busy with uh, the three podcasts. I'm enjoying all three. I'm having uh, a great time again in podcasting.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, I forgot to bring up one thing that also happened in 2012. Um, Kevin Nash and the Ultimate Warrior. Just watch those videos.
3: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, well, I, I remember that. <laughs>
0: yeah, just watch those videos without any context. There you go. There you go. all righty everyone uh goodbye all to you we'll be back on next week thank all of you again for joining today
2: thanks guys thank you welcome good night